Blog Talk Radio. Good evening. A little something smooth for you on this abnormally cold night here in Cincinnati. How it's April fourth, crying out loud. But at any rate, uh, thank you for tuning in. This is Scott Burks, and uh, this is the Clown Hour. This is the podcast um, component to my sports show called The Clown Times. It's Clown Scope, spelled with K, by the way. You'll be finding me on web at www.theclowntimes.net, and you'll be finding me on Facebook too. Just Type in the search window in the upper left-hand corner. Um, just type in the Clown Times. Again, it's Clown Sparable K. And you'll be able to find me there as well. Um, you know, we've already missing college basketball since it's the end of the tournament. It was a crazy-ass tournament at that. Uh, so we'll get into that. Also, we'll touch upon the LeVar Jackson draft saga. Uh, I mean, there's some weird stuff going on with his draft stock. You know, that's a good SI write-up on... His mom represented him being his agent and everything instead of hiring a real professional. So that drawing the eye of, of, of scouts in the league and whatnot and it may affect this draft stock. I uh, hope that, um, you know, he gets that together. But at any rate, we'll be touching on that as well. And my partner's back, y'all know, from the yard slash HBCU Sports. We wrap about all things HBCU Sports as well as Sleazy Radio on Blog Talk Radio. Every Tuesday night, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so, my man is back, Dwayne Nash in the house. D, what's happening? Scott, you know you have to get the great tag teams back together in time for WrestleMania. That has to happen. <laughs> WrestleMania, wow. You, you, I had to go back in a way back machine for that one for sure. Um, I gotta make that happen one day though. I have to make that happen one day though. I want to introduce my son to the part of my childhood that I'll never forget. That's we used to be WWF, now WWE wrestling um, and everything well, else, especially I, with um, what's the face back. Uh, what's the name? Uh, uh, the MMA boxer who fighter who flamed out. Um, oh, Ronda uh, Rousey, yeah. yes. Ronda Rousey, there you go. So, uh, and I think you're about to say something before I uh, give a quick shout, special shout out for uh, today, but um, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Oh, no problem. Two oh, quick roll. things. One, uh, yeah. CD Sports is, is now on Mondays. We're on Mondays. And two, oh. not to promote them, but this is a fantastic way to do it. Actually, WrestleMania is this Sunday, and with the WWE Network, you can actually join the network for free for a month, watch WrestleMania for free, have access to the network, so not only are you capable of watching the current stuff, but you're also able to watch the throwback stuff as well. And if you choose to keep the network, it's only $9.99 a month, and you get to quit at any time. Nice. Wow. So you have access wow, to the entire library. You have access to all of the libraries and domains in which they've purchased, which means the ECW, NWA, AWA, WCCW, and the WWWF. So all of those wrestling conglomerates that they wow. now have ownership of, you have access to the majority of their libraries. That is so freaking awesome. Man, I could just sit for days and watch old school wrestling. And not just I, WWF. I've, I've I mean, done it WCW. a couple times. Yes. And, uh, like, uh, remember the early days of the Fabulous, the fabulous Freebirds? Uh, oh, the, yes. The Von Eric boys. Um, you know, Jerry the King of Waller. I could go on and on, man. That's, wow, you're just going back to my childhood right there, man. <laughs> yeah, all of that footage is available on the network. So, you know, like I said before, you have an opportunity to join for free, you know, uh, this, actually this or any month, 
But it just happens to be a fantastic time being that WrestleMania Sunday. You can join for free, watch WrestleMania for free, and then you have access to the entire library for a month. And, and like I said before, once you've done your review, you can choose whether or not to, uh, to stay with the network or you can actually leave. So I'm not going to call Vince McMahon mm-hmm. and ask for uh, a promotional check, being that I just pushed this network for like the past five <laughs> minutes. <laughs> you better. You should, brother. You should. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, let's get into it, brother. Um, and first of all, Slicks and Radio every Monday night. Monday, Monday night. I'm yeah. trying to mess it up. Mess it up. That's I'm trying to mess it up again. Um, We're still messing it up. Quick shout out. April, <laughs> April 4th, very, very special day for many reasons. But mm-hmm. it's even more special in 2018. Being as the 50th anniversary, I want to give a quick shout out here, the 50th anniversary of Dr. Martin Luther King's assassination. 50 yeah. years, and I'm, I'm not going to be quick with this, I promise you. 50 years That's why. is not a long time. It's not a long time. I'm, I'll be 45 in September, so it's not a long time. And um, while we still made lots of, well, we made a lot, lot, a lot of progress, we still have a ways to go, uh, you know, hence the social climate of this country in the past mm-hmm. few years. So um, still, uh, I just want to just, I, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't point that out, but uh, just, just last two to reflect on, special day to reflect on, and, and pretty much hopefully like using this time to use this disreflection to, to see how you can make your world better. And, yes. you know, you know and make this country even greater. As well. so this so, day has multiple importance. Uh, just, to, to, just to touch on something real quick. Of course, mm-hmm. it, 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 I'd be remiss to say that this day does, does not, um, well, that it does reflect what has happened with the the the, the, uh, the movement of the, um, wow. God, I, I was about to say social media movement. I've I'm, I'm been so interested in social media. But, <laughs> you know, the, 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 the movement of African Americans but it's also the day, if you look at a lot of uh, major cities' histories, in, in, in essence, it's the day in which gentrification kind of started. If you look, because yeah. there were a lot of riots in major cities this day because of the death of Martin Luther yeah. King. So you have those riots important in, in, in black neighborhoods, which subsequently have become poor, low income. A lot of the people have moved out. Uh, developers end up buying low, uh, redeveloping, and selling high. So that's how we've had a lot of change in a lot of major cities, especially major uh, black populated cities, because of this day. Right. This day is, is is important in multiple ways. So, I mean, acknowledge it for what it is, and thankfully, you know, there are a lot of people who are who hasn't who haven't stopped the fight in terms of searching for freedom. Not just for blacks, but for everyone. But there's a lot of change that has happened. This day is, is, is very poignant for a lot of different reasons. Well said, brother. Well said. Thank you for that. Now, on the latter note, <laughs> even probably more depressing, the NCAA tournament, depending on who you pick oh. to win it all and be in the Final Four, I, I gave up after the first weekend. I, actually, I gave up on the, on the second <laughs> day uh, because Arizona. I had Arizona in my final against Duke. I know it said, said this before, but Bears repeated. Had them in the final against Duke, and Duke won it all. So, mm. uh, so basically, I had, and I actually had Arizona beating, beating Virginia. So it's not like I didn't get so hurt when Virginia lost inexplicably to a 16 seed in the Terriers, the fighting Terriers of University of Maryland and Baltimore County. Oh. Uh, 20 points, you know, first 16 seed beating down a one seed. But yes. the overall top seed at that, but I still was like, you know what? At least I had Arizona take them out. Then what happened on day two? Arizona loses. So I just, <laughs> I, 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 I'm just, I, I mean, my whole left side of my bracket in the south and the west region, full of red marks. I didn't get Florida State <laughs> that far. I, I didn't. No one saw that coming. Obviously, no one saw Loyola Chicago, which is probably. Hands down, the best story of the whole tournament. Getting mm-hmm. involved with Sister Billie Jean, that's my lover. Uh, uh, <laughs> you know, Michael Jackson, 
uh, fans like me would get the reference. No, I'm not infatuated with Sister Jean, so stop it, young people. <laughs> um, but nonetheless, nonetheless, this has been one crazy ass tournament. And yes. well, first of all, like before I go on, um, how messed up was your bracket? Because I'm sure, well, you like most other people, 99.9% of the other uh, other populace did not have Lawyer Chicago in the final four. Probably didn't have Michigan no. either, but I just, I, just, I, just, I just want to know what the final four was. Well, God, I will say this. I did have two ones in the three making it to my final four. I just picked the wrong Damn. one and the wrong three. That's where that lies. So, and I, I will also say this. Uh, one of our co-hosts, Zoe, over at CZ Sports, actually picked yep. Villanova, Michigan, and Kansas to make it to his um to his final four. So wow. it, it, the 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 ones and the threes aren't necessarily the shocker of course. It was Loyola making it to the um the final four that was the biggest shocker. But as as you said, that south bracket is what messed a lot of people up. It's, and I'll talk it, about it that a little shot. bit later on. Yeah, shot it. It's just shot the hell. I mean Virginia going down first round. Mm-hmm. Um, who else? Like, oh, of course, of course, uh, loyal is like run, but Kansas State beating Kentucky in the Sweet Kansas Sixteen. I could have sworn. I couldn't. Yeah, I could have sworn that Kentucky had the probably the easiest path to the Final Four. I'm like thinking, well, shoot, John Carr probably probably booking his tickets to the, to uh, San Antonio because uh, <laughs> <laughs> the first weekend ended. Because, I mean, he had to face the likes of Kansas State and the winner of Loyola and Nevada. Uh-huh. Not UC, not the University of Cincinnati, a two-seed, but the seven-seed Nevada Wolf Pack. Crazy. It was laid right off for him. I mean, you know, you, I mean, you know Coach Scott had to be cussing the blue streak after that game, after they lost to Kansas State the way they did. I, I mean, wow. Wow. No one saw that coming. No one saw it coming. Oh, but yeah, that South bracket was a was a a, a sticky wicket. <laughs> sticky wicket. That, that's a new word for me. Uh, <laughs> I got to remember that. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it, I mean, that's that's one of the things that's so cool about college basketball. And we'll get mm-hmm. to the West bracket in a minute, but and other brackets as well, but. I mean, the unpredictability, one and done, one game, you out, no series. It is on a, everything's on a neutral side except if you're Kansas and you come to be start, start, start the tournament in Wichita and Omaha, Nebraska, for Christ's sake. But, um, <laughs> but nevertheless, you know, it's, it's like typically you're on a neutral court against a team you're not familiar with in most cases. And it's all about let's ball, and it's it's the, the unpredictability of the tournament in those situations makes it so cool, makes it. I mean, hands to my in my opinion, hands down the most exciting event in all sports, pro or pro college. Um, you know, they really, really, they really get it right with the tournament. I mean, selection process, questionable selection process notwithstanding. I mean, mm-hmm. the tournament is great. That's why it's always been great. You can't never predict the, the, the champion predict the final four. You know, there hasn't been an all four one seed final four in several years. I mean, yes, think about it. I saw that earlier today. Yeah, I think I kept. Uh, I want to say that it was in the two thousands the last one that happened, but it, it had to have been mm-hmm. within the past eleven, twelve years. The last time all four ones made it. Yeah. Yeah, and exactly. I mean, and typically, even before that, it's rare to have all the mm-hmm. talk. I mean, hell, when NC State won it in 1982, they were the sixth seed. Yeah, they were they, they were the sixth seed. And, I mean, and I think Houston was the top, was the number one seed that year as well. But, but still, I mean, it, it rarely happens to have all chalk because again, the the unpredictability of it. I mean, think back to what two, three seasons ago when. When Michigan State got uh, got the asses kicked by Georgia, was it Georgia Southern or Georgia State in the first round? Like yes. Michigan State was a, tech, a two seed, 
and I think it was Georgia State that was a 15 seed, and they just got their asses kicked. I mean, it wasn't even those fluky last-second shots or late late runs. It was a thorough ass kicking throughout the whole game. I was watching that live, man, and and again, I think that was two or three years ago, and I was like, what, what? I mean, and and still. That was the year that Syracuse went to the Final Four. So, that, mm-hmm. that, I think that was two years ago. That was yeah. two years so ago, So, they went yeah. to the Final Four that year. Yeah, because mm-hmm. yeah. they went as a, seven, a 10 seed, I think, that year. But, at any rate, I mean, it's just still, it's just one of those things. You can't, it's the unpredictability of it all. That, that was so great. Now, let's talk about the West region. I mean, the West region was, it wasn't as wacky as the South region, but it was still wacky. It had some wackiness yes. about it. Yeah, Florida State and, and Michigan playing for the right to go to the Final Four. First of all, for anyone who likes who loves ACC basketball, basketball like when I do, and I watched a lot of Florida State during the season. Nothing about Florida State during the regular season, even in the ACC tournament, screamed they're going to make it to the Elite Eight. <laughs> no, <laughs> nothing about them said it all year, and yet the way they got there. They handled their business against Missouri. They beat a great Xavier team. I mean, mm-hmm. I watch a lot of Xavier ball here in Cincinnati. They are good. And Florida State beat those guys. And then they just they they just kicked Gonzaga's asses. I mean, they, they beat them by like 15 points, 75 to 60. It wasn't even close yeah. in the second half. I was like, wow. What was this all year? It was to the point where <laughs> analysts on ESPN were like, we should be seeing this all year. I mean, because they had the town. They had, that's how town of Florida State is. And, you know, Michigan was just too hot. You know, they were, they were going to run, 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 run on their own until the final game. But still, I mean, in, in the Michigan's path, I mean, they – I mean, I'm not saying it's an easy path per se, but they didn't have to face North Carolina, who beat them early they in the didn't. regular season pretty badly. Mm-hmm. And, they, and, they, and, they, and they didn't get to face Gonzaga. They didn't get to face um, Xavier, and you know they, you know they, they you know they faced Texas a and instead of Carolina, but uh-huh. still, I mean, you beat the teams who are in front of you. It's just, it's just again, it's just a, that whole left side of bracket. I'm telling you, it was wacky. <laughs> it was just yes, it was, chaotic. and that was one of the things that we pointed out even while we were watching the final game uh, Monday night on on on, on Sleazy was the fact that we were a little concerned that Michigan had not been tested. And it wasn't, it wasn't necessarily any fault of their own. It just happened to be no. the nature of the beast where, like you said, you had Florida State moving on to play against. God, who was it that, that Florida State? Um, Florida State ended up facing um, – God, I can't remember who they had in the upper part of the bracket – but of course, you had Michigan facing um, Texas A&M. They also had Montana yep. in the tournament, yep. and, and, and Florida State. So they didn't necessarily play a one, two, or three seed to really, well, mm-hmm. a one or two seed necessarily to be, te- or even a four seed to be tested on their way to the championship game. You know, to test their resolve to see if they will be able to face the likes of of Villanova in the championship game. It, 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 but, you know, it, it, that's not their fault. It's not their fault at all. You, you know what? Florida State came this close, and I mean this mm-hmm. close, to make it a very unusual Final Four like so. It was the first Final Four of a nine seed and an 11 seed playing mm-hmm. for the right to go to the championship. A nine seed, well, again, we're very – because Florida State lost by only four points to Michigan with some dubious – Coaching by uh, uh, Leonard Hamilton, but we won't talk about that. But they again came very close, and they were winning part part of the game, a big portion of uh, of the ball game. They were up in the second half as well to being to, to being in the first nine seed to play in the eleventh seed of Loyola for a right to for the right to go to the championship game. If that would have happened, I'd like I would have thrown up any bracket or any piece of paper and said, "Oh hell no." <laughs> someone, someone must be sacrificing chickens. Someone must be in the in like in the inside bet thing. I mean, I wouldn't know what to do. I wouldn't know what to make of it. 
I don't know, know Scott. You know, you got to thank the almighty Jay Billis for this one. I talked about it the last time I was on the show. He has this thing mm-hmm. where it's actually an, an equation where if you add up the seeds of the remaining teams, you can basically see exactly how strong the remaining teams in the tournament are in comparison to past years. So basically, if you're talking about mm-hmm. a Final Four, right, this yeah. year's Final Four right. was, was a, a 1, a 1, a 3, and an 11. If, if my math says me right, that is 14. Not 14, I'm sorry, 16. 16 mm-hmm. is it the wildest, you know, Final Four pairing that we've seen in the past 10 years. If you go back to 2011, we had a 3, a 4, an 8, and an 11. So that's a little bit wackier than what we even just had this past year. It just happens to be that, you know, that 11 was real glaring, of course, especially being who it was. Had it been the likes of a Syracuse or maybe even another team from a Power 5 or, or I would say Power 6, um, and, and being collegiate basketball, if it was someone for those top six conferences, it probably wouldn't have been as shocking. But being that it was Loyola uh, of Chicago, that 11th seat most definitely was shocking. I'll tell you what, man. So first of all, who were, who were the four teams? I think was the 11th seat, um, was the 11th seat uh, Wichita State? John, I want to say it was Wichita State. Unfortunately, I don't have the four teams right in front of me, but I did. I did have the seating. Yeah. I did have the seating. Mm. I, I, man, if I would have known that was going to be part of the test, I'd have wrote it down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> but yeah, you got me. You got me. That's something I know to be prepared. But yeah, it, that was that one was a bad one. Well, I wouldn't say a bad one. That one was an interesting one. And then there were two other situations in uh, twenty thirteen and twenty. 14, where those numbers were higher than this year's. As a matter of fact, in 2014, there was a 1, a 2, a 7, and an 8. It just happened to be okay. that you know, they didn't have an 11 that year. But if, if that 11 right. and that 9 would have gotten in there, shocking yesterday would have been the first time, but they would have been salvaged by the fact of having those two number ones in there. Hey, you know what? I just I, I, I just pulled it up because that's what I do. Um, Thank you. Okay, here was the final four. Of the, the 2011 final four. The 2011 uh-huh. final four was VCU, Kentucky, 11. Butler, uh-huh. and Connecticut. That, that was the, that was the four teams. Let me guess. UConn was the four. Um, Butler was the eight, and Con. And who else? Well, actually, UConn was the three seed. Butler ah. was the eight seed. Yeah. The 11th seed was DCU. Yeah. Kentucky was the four seed. Four seed. There you go. So there you yeah. go. There you go. That was crazy. There. <laughs> and they beat Butler. UConn beat Butler to to do that. That was Butler's That's second right. year in the final game. Yes. And that was the last season Brad Stevens was, was in Butler before he left to coach the Boston Celtics. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just, it's just crazy. That's, what, that's how great the tournament is, man. Again, you never know. You never know. But there's one thing for sure that won out in the end, though. The, you can truly say that the best team won the whole thing. Normally, you know, as we said before, with matchups, and, and mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, the, the teams don't get the strongest teams that we think of as strong teams, never, never get there for some reason. But Villanova, to me, I thought they were the best team all season. I, I told you that on the on the podcast many a time. Uh, mm-hmm. And for them to win every game by double digits, mm-hmm. beat the hell out of Kansas in the, yes. in the final four, even beat Michigan even down harder in the mm-hmm. final game, from Michigan, you know, it, you know, it's especially demoralizing, right? Quick, from if you're Michigan and you play your best ball in the first half and still find yourself down by nine points. Yeah, <laughs> that's when you just that's that's when you that's that's when you just throw your hands up and say, I, uh, you know, I've got nothing, I've got nothing. 
And as we found out in the second half, Michigan, really, they had nothing. But, I mean, Villanova, what, what, what more can you say about them? The Big East school, from the old school Big East and the new Big East, this is the second win in three years. Second title in three years. It's, 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 it's amazing, I know. It's, I mean, a school not named Duke, North, North Carolina, Kentucky, whatever, Blue Blood, Villanova, which now we could consider now Blue Blood because this is real, their third title. Because you know, yes. they won it back in 85 when they had that game against Georgetown where they couldn't miss in the second half. Uh, mm-hmm. Which I still remember just as if it were yesterday. I watched, I watched that with my dad. Um, is it is it just too early? I know we're in the, the here and now as, as a society, uh, but is it too early to consider Villanova a dynasty? Two titles in three years. You know what? Normally, you would kind of consider a, a, a college basketball, or actually college anything. You might want to start yeah. counting them a dynasty, maybe especially nowadays. The, the way the talent is right. in, in collegiate sports, if they're capable of winning two titles within four years, you might want to crown them. But the only caveat for this one, the stars yep. weren't the same in, in, in both title games. Now, you had a carryover. Now, you had Brunson, who was on that team in 2015, but he wasn't a starter. You know, also you had right. Bridges and, and – and, um, uh, God, is it a Divincian? Well, Divincian, Divincenzo. Divincenzo. Dante Divincenzo. Yeah, Divincenzo. Thank yeah. you, because I, I knew I was going to stumble with his name. Divincenzo. <laughs> These guys were all like freshmen and sophomore back, and sophomores back in 2015. They were on that team, but they weren't the leaders. The leaders on that team, of course, were Hart, Jenkins. And Archie, um, Jesse, here we go again. Archie Day, um, Archie Day Gocho. Is that how you pronounce his name? I'm not going to try and pronounce that name. I'm not going to try and pronounce God. that name. I'm going to say that D. <laughs> you go. These, these, these Italian names <laughs> for Villanova, I swear uh-huh. they give me every time, man. It's, it's Archie, Archie Day Gocho. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry, I know I jacked up both those names, but my whole point was the, the, the stars were different, but there was still a carryover with the freshmen and sophomores of that team in 2015 who are now juniors and seniors now. But, and it's the same coach, mm-hmm. but and that's why I don't necessarily want to consider them to be a dynasty yet. It's they're in that in between. It's not like it's right. not the same culture, and it's not like the same players or, or 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 a group of players aren't from both teams. But if they do it mm-hmm. again, then yes, I'm gonna go ahead and crown them a, a, a dynasty. And the only way I can I can crown them a dynasty, like I said before, if it was the same bunch. Of guys like say in, in, in the case of Duke, if it was like Hurley, uh, 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 Leitner, and Hill for at least two years, that's yeah. how I consider them to be a, a, a dynasty in collegiate basketball. And let's be real, no one's going to ever redo what UCLA did in the '60s and early '70s. That's never going to happen again. Right. The way that college sports exactly. Yeah. But once again, if you're capable of getting two within four, you're 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 in that realm. You're within that conversation. It just happens to be that they're in that mix because it's not the same guys leading both championship teams. Mhm. Mhm. That's the thing. So let me ask you this: um, Do you think all that being said about Villanova and this greatness of Jay Wright, which is who is outstanding coach? He's what one of the few guys who could actually pass for a GQ dude because of that mm-hmm. those, those fat ass suits that, uh, that he wears, those pinstripes. It looks like a uh, like a like a dude from the like like uh, from the, like the dude from pre, dude from uh, Prohibition with those pinstripe suits on. 
I'm telling you, if Zutsu <laughs> came back in style, that dude would be sporting him with those oh, long yeah, ass yeah. chains, of watch chains. Flip them around like a gangster. <laughs> Twirl them around. Uh, but, but at any rate, do you, he, he has really caught, I mean, more than caught that niche. He is going over basketball. He, I mean, I never thought I'd see the day where a coach other than Raleigh Massimino would be end up being the face of Villanova basketball, and that's who Jay Wright is. So, mm-hmm. having said all that, do you see him? Do you see him sticking around Villanova for, for the, uh, like for the long haul? Because he's been there for well for ten years. So, do you do you see him sticking around? I mean, for the long run. I mean, he's won two titles in three years. He's pretty much accomplished almost everything he wanted. At, at, you know, at Villanova. I mean, that he's he's a silly guy. So do you, do you think that he's there for life? Do you see other teams knocking on his door and trying to tell him to come on in? Uh, oh, 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 what? Oh, what? I don't say this. Personal opinion. I don't think there's much more in, in terms of him moving up. To the next level in college basketball, if you if you get my drift, I don't think there's another right. level. It's not like he's at, say, mm-hmm. like Oklahoma, or maybe even a VCU or whatever. He's not on that that mid level team looking to move to a dream job. Because if you're asking right. me, Villanova is one of those blue bloods already. You know what I'm saying? They, they already yeah, have a basketball yeah. pedigree within them. You, you have them. You have Syracuse. Especially if you're talking East Coast schools, them, Syracuse. Um, God, if it wasn't for what happened with JT3 and Georgetown, I would almost consider Georgetown to be that. But, but they're starting to fall off right now. Um, right. Duke is one of those teams. Carolina, Kentucky, Kansas. Those schools, once you're there, UCLA, USC, once you get there, I don't think you can go any higher. Everything else is all lateral from that point at best. Um, so I'm, I'm, will, will the NBA come calling? Of course they will. Um, yep. Matter of fact, a, a city right for the north of them, and New York may be calling them sometime soon as their new head coach. Who knows? Yeah. That's if they choose to keep Dan you know, Tony or not. We should get more. You know, exactly. Or or Brooklyn <laughs> may come calling. Who knows? So it's a possibility. Hey, uh, 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 Milwaukee. I forgot. So you know, it, it's a, it's a possibility. NBA may come calling, but I, I don't necessarily know whether or not Jay Wright is one of those guys that is looking to make that jump to the NBA if he's looking for that challenge. I, I will have to admit. I I don't watch or study, excuse me, Jay Wright that much to know that he has that itch to move to the next level. Sure. Because I wouldn't have thought that your boy from Butler would have made that move from 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 Butler to uh to Boston. I would have never seen it. You know what I'm saying? So to say will they come calling? Yes. Oh yes, they'll come calling. But does he want to give up the uh, the opportunity to go ahead and 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 coach young men? Because that's something else that you can say about Villanova. You know, it's a squad where it's not a lot of one and done. You actually have guys that stay three, maybe even four and years to play within that program. So it's not like he's, yeah, well, he's building. Too. And yes, and they're very coachable. So it's not like he's building a basketball factory that way when he's churning out those guys, and he didn't even do a Coach K, you know what I'm saying, and, and go ahead and, and, and fall to the vet. He decided he was going to stick with his game plan, stick with the the, the, the guys that want to stay and, and, and coach those guys up. But, but seeing that mm-hmm. makes me think that he doesn't want, he might not want to go, but who knows? Who knows? Right. I would say this, brother. Um, if I was Jay Wright, why the hell would you leave? Why the hell no, exactly. would I leave? I mean, I mean, seeing Villanova do this two times, twice in three years, just goes to show you that you don't have to be in the big badass super conferences to to be successful in basketball. No, you really don't. 
I mean, the biggies, I mean, hell, I mean, I, I consider the power six when it comes to basketball. With, mm-hmm. with the, not only with the ACC, SEC, Big Ten, Pac-12, which sucked in basketball this year, by the way. Uh, yeah. Big 12. I'll throw the Big East in there, brother. The Big East and with consideration to the to, to the American Athletic Conference, too. Perhaps um, uh-huh. a P7, but, but still. But even even but even the schools at the University of Cincinnati do not have the resources for the basketball program like Villanova does. No. I mean, they they just have it. And if you if there's a YouTube uh, uh, video on on on, on Villanova's basketball facilities, which would that would make your jaw drop. That's a mm. resource that they have in that basketball program. So if I was you, right? I mean, plus college basketball, it's a coach's, it's a coach's gig. Not like the NBA, which is a player's league. So, mm-hmm. I mean, he gets all in control. He gets paid very, very, very well, as I could, as, as one could imagine. And he's won twice in three years. Why would he go yeah. anywhere? And, I, and, you know, I get that he has probably nothing else to prove. But, hell, he could write his own t- I mean, he probably doesn't have to pay for a bill of his life in Philly. <laughs> because he's won two titles in three years, so why why see the grass is green on the other side? Why even bother if I were him? I wouldn't even bother at all, actually. Matter of fact, you just pointed out something about what you just said: He's big program in a big conference in a large market, right. in Philadelphia. Yeah. Other than the fact why that he wants to that? test himself, you know, you, you had those, those 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 benefits in your favor. Other than the fact that you want to go test yourself in the next level, and we already know how difficult that level is on head coaches, as you know, versus players, and we know that the players always win in those situations. You know, what's the point? Right. What's the point? I mean, for who? For what? I mean, just to quote Ricky. I mean, Ricky uh, Waters. For who? For what? Why yeah. would you leave? But anyway. Uh, we'll see. I've seen even even weirder things in collegiate sports or sports in general, but I don't, I don't think they're going to leave. Um, but let's move from that to the even more bizarre, the Lamar Jackson situation. Mm. I mean, it's 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 crazy that you know um, you know Lamar Jackson is getting so much negative press. I mean, let's talk about his mom. Being his agent, his manager, running running his show, running his camp and everything, which which irks, which reportedly irks the hell out of like um, out of uh, uh, NFL team officials and front office folks. And there's a real good write up on Sports Illustrated on this, you know, saying you know basically saying you know well she's not as boisterous as LeVar Ball, but but how would you handle this? And mm-hmm. my main concern is. Look, the eight ball, the, 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 the deck is stacked against him anyway because, A, he was the most accurate dude in college. He's a sub-60% 60, 60% completion rate guy. And mm-hmm. if you're not over 60% in college, chances are you're not going to be that dude in the pros. You, I, mean, you, that, I mean, you don't get better typically from an accuracy standpoint if you want to be so accurate in college against lesser competition per se. Um and you know he he doesn't have he being uh, Lamar Jackson is probably not getting the best advice because again this is this is this is big money ball now if you will and mm-hmm. you know he needs agents and representatives who used to talking to front office folks in the NFL and his mom does just to be honest doesn't have that experience I mean nothing bad there's nothing wrong with that. But why would she? How could she have that such experience? So, I'm just I'm just concerned that with the debt being stacked against him already because of his lack of accuracy, because of the stereotypical. And let's be real about this: the big ass elephant in the room, the stereotypical thing about an athletic quarterback, mm-hmm. um, and maybe afraid to change position or try a different position, be a slash. I like quarters do it back in the day. Um, all that stuff against him anyway. I think he'll be, be he would be better served if he had reps who knew what the hell they were doing, like true agents who who really know 
how to work and deal with front office types throughout the NFL, I think that will help him better. I think he'll get better advice. And, look, he didn't mm-hmm. have to run the 40. I get that. I understand why he was pretty hesitant about that. But he's not helping himself. And I don't think he knows that. So, 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 so quickly, what are your thoughts on Lamar Jackson in this, in this process of how he's handling, how his representatives are handling things and who he chooses to be as his, his rep and everything else? Uh, what are your thoughts? Now, this entire thing it, it has been interesting anyway. Even from the beginning, where he was asked, you know, to work out at different positions. And I completely agree with the whole aspect of him not doing that. Dude, you know that you sure. potentially play quarterback in the NFL. And so right. go ahead and stick to your guns. And, 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 you know, if it does come down to the situation, if no one selects you, if no one brings you in the camp as a as a QB, but you still want to play, then at that very moment, you go ahead and say, you know what? Well, let me go ahead and work out and, and try this and try that and see if that'll help me get onto an NFL roster. Now, I understand um, that it's going to be difficult having his mom because first and foremost, I I I, I wouldn't put it past office people mm-hmm. for the NFL to potentially have an issue, not just dealing problems dealing with a, a woman. And I don't want mm-hmm. to throw the race aspect in there, but the issues of potentially sure. dealing with a woman, dealing with talent, but someone's mother as management dealing with them as talent. I can see how they may have their own apprehension dealing with that. I understand that, yes, she's uh, inexperienced and and, and and may not be able to uh, and has no knowledge of how to deal with front office people from the league, but to his benefit, he doesn't necessarily have to do a whole lot of negotiation because you have to remember there's now a pay scale for rookies when they get drafted. Right. So they, right. they already yeah. have that deal now where they come in, if they're drafted in a certain area, you go ahead and you're slotted based with that. You're, you're already slotted within a certain pay scale plus probably a, a slight percentage higher because it's the following year. So you go ahead and just do that, and hopefully they're capable of negotiating that. But I will agree with you to some degree, you may want to go ahead and, and have somebody, a lawyer, uh, a slash of, well, you have an attorney come in or, or, or another agent come in to to, to give her some yeah. sort of advice on how to deal now and what to prep for based upon how long his contract is. Because, of course, that, mm-hmm. that first contract now isn't the money-making contract. It's going to be the second one, and that's the one he's really going to need help with the negotiations of. Exactly. So that's all that of things that a real agent would know to tell mm-hmm. this young man and other young men yeah. to help him get through the process. I mean, I have a feeling his mom's going to be way over her head, and as a result, Lamar's going to be way over his head, and it's just going to hurt. It's going to hurt. Now, I would say this. I think he's a first-rounder, and I think a lot of pundits have him as a first-rounder. I mm-hmm. think personally, and you heard it here first, don't be surprised. Do not be surprised if you end up a member of the New Orleans Saints or the mm. New England Patriots. One of those two teams are going to draft Lamar Jackson before it's ever done in the first round. Because, well, first of all, in New Orleans' case, Sean Payton is known to do some wacky shit, right? He's, <laughs> he's an out-of-the-box stinker. You've seen it with uh, with uh, Reggie Bush in the second, as a second push for the number two pick way back when we already had Deuce McAllister in the backfield. That worked mm-hmm. out really well for, for for all parties involved. And and Drew Brees is just negotiating what probably is his last contract extension. And that's good for, I think, two or three more years. And mm-hmm. he's, he's like close to 40 years. I, I don't – he'll be 40 next year. He, he was born at the so he he's 39 now, and he's still playing at a very high level. But I think this I'm is a contract. So what what mm-hmm. better way to groom a, a you know 
to 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 groom a particular potential successor to have Drew Brees as your mentor, A, and B, have Sean Payton call your plays. They'll give Lamar Jackson time to sit and learn, which I think is the best thing to do with quarterbacks. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, even though a lot of quarterbacks now are thrown to the fire when they're not even ready. I mean, you know, that's how they used to do in the old days. But at any rate, uh, but just for him to sit and learn from the from one of the best. And speaking of, 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 of the best, New England, when they traded Brandon Cooks to L.A., they picked up another first-round pick. Mm-hmm. So you can't tell me that New England, Bill Belichick and company, with two picks in the first round is going to sit pat and do nothing. You can't tell me they're not going to do nothing. With just two first round, two something. first round picks, yeah. they're going to move up. They're going to move up, and I'm telling you, if they do move up, they're taking a they're taking a quarterback, and that quarterback will more likely be Lamar Jackson. I'm telling you, it's got to be one of those two teams, the Saints or the Patriots, who will draft Lamar Jackson in the first round. You've heard it here first. Man. Mm. <laughs> Crazy. Huh? Excuse me. It'll be interesting. It'll be very interesting to see what happens because I just found it entertaining that there are some people who thought or who think that Lamar is a second, maybe even a third round pick, and there's some that believe That's that he is a late round. first round pick. But you're yeah. right. I I think he will be a fantastic pick for the likes of a New Orleans, maybe even a Pittsburgh, because, of course, Pittsburgh needs their heir apparent. You know, so you, 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 I, don't, I don't know if they necessarily draft them in the first round, though. That has to be one of those, we have additional picks, and, and we can go ahead and, and, and trade with someone and, and, and use that to do that. But for those that think that they're set elsewhere and, and want, to go ahead and plan for the future, that'll be the move to do later on in the first round. Yeah. Yep, exactly. So, yeah, you heard it first. Um, yeah, well, let's just hope. Let's just hope that things work out for this young man. He's a hard worker. I saw yes. him develop at Louisville for the past two and a half seasons. Um, he's got game. I mean, as far mm-hmm. as just like you said, with someone bitch about him not running the forty. Turn the tape. You see me run from defenders against the likes of Florida State and Clemson. Exactly. You know, great competition. The ACC is not necessarily the assistance of the poor anymore. Um, I just hope that he gets good advice. And not, you know, I'm hoping his mom won't ruin everything. I mean, you know how family members go. Like when they have no idea what they're doing and representing their son or daughter in, in professional sports, they tend to think that try to make themselves a star instead of think to look, look out for well-being on their own child. See Lamar. Oh, yeah. But, um, yeah, exactly. Or or even Marv Marinovich, if we want to go old school. Yes. So um, uh-huh. let's, just, let's just hope for the best for the young brother. Right quick, brother. Like We have a little bit of time here, so let's just free stuff a little bit. Okay. Tiger Woods is back at Augusta. Mm-hmm. People are buzzing about Augusta. Uh, because it's starting to matter again because whenever we have Tiger Woods, he's playing better. People are starting to care about Augusta again and golf yes. in general. So let me just get you out on this goofball question. Who do you have? Do you have Tiger Woods or the field? God, I, I don't necessarily want to say the field because I have someone in particular, and that's my man Jordan Spieth. You know, he, he, he plays well, but it will be interesting to have a good Tiger um, to, 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 to show up and, and be competitive, especially on Sunday, you know, in Augusta, because you're right, it will, it will have not just the golf world, but it, it, will stop, it, will, it will actually bring in the pop culture world again as well because Tiger would be back. Matter of fact, it's gotten to a point now where I don't know if you heard or not, but his ex-girlfriend is looking to get oh, out of. I heard about that skank. Yeah. Yeah. 
I'm like, come on, man. You you've already signed the, the non-disclosure agreement. You already signed the NDA. Now you want to get out of it because he's playing well. If Tiger wasn't playing like Tiger, she probably just, she would just want to keep her mouth shut. But now no, that, that no he's playing, exactly. Yeah, she wouldn't give but a now damn. that everyone she cares, you now want to say something. Yeah, that's why she's a skank. She's using this to get yeah. attention. I mean, why the hell else would she would she pop up? You're the you just know that she's just knowing that she could get dumped by Tiger Woods. Congratulations yeah. on letting the rest of America know that skank. <laughs> Go about your business. So your I'm, I'm hoping. No one wants to hear from you. Exactly. So I'm, I'm hoping for his sake. I don't think the game of, of, of golf needs it because there are a lot of talented golfers out there now. But, mm-hmm. you know, it, 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 it wouldn't hurt for a, a, a Tiger to be in the top part of the, the top half of the leaderboard on Sunday. It, it, that'll, that'll be yeah. best watch TV on Sunday morning or Sunday afternoon before you get ready for your WrestleMania like me, Sunday night. There you go. Well, for me, brother, I got the feels. I like Justin Rose, and I love Jordan mm-hmm. Keith. But it will be great if Tiger Woods makes a run. I think he will make a run. But mm-hmm. those two guys I mentioned, we could get, you know, Justin, like one of them being Justin Rose, what you mentioned, uh, you know, Jordan Smith, who we mentioned, that is too good. And don't, and don't be surprised. Don't be surprised if Roy McIlroy makes some noise, too. Exactly. This is going to be a fun Augusta. It's going to be a fun weekend in Augusta. That, that, that's for damn sure. Yeah. Most definitely. Anyway. And, oh, what, what yeah, quick thing yeah. before we go. Just yes, one quick thing. Did you hear about the 3X3U tournament that happened this weekend, this past weekend? The what now? The 3X3U basketball tournament. No, what's that, right quick? It's a it was a three on three college basketball tournament with representatives from every college, uh, every D one basketball conference in the nation, with the exception of the Pac twelve, and that was because of some paperwork situation. But if you get a chance, to look right. it up. It was, it was okay. A thousand, a hundred thousand dollars on the line in this tournament. Wow! Nice. All I'm saying is, check this out. The three X. The 3X what tournament now? The 3X3U National Basketball Tournament. Okay. Yes. Right, I got to check that out. Hey, hey, good looking out. Good good looking out on that. Y'all check that out. No doubt. The 3X3U tournament. And once again, Dwayne, thank you, brother. Let's bring the pain this week. No doubt. All right. Please check him out on uh, Sleazy Radio every Monday night. Okay, Monday night on Blossom Radio. As well as um, HBCU Sports, slash, uh, the Yard Slash HBCU Sports, and everything else. Thank y'all for tuning into the podcast. This is Scott Burks. Sign up 06. Day one when it's cold night on April 4th. Remember Dr. King's legacy and all that good stuff. Good night. Peace. <laughs>